0: Welcome to the wild, intuitive, holistic, integrated witchcraft for busy people with busy lives. I'm your host, Rebecca Faith Pewterbaum, and I appreciate you so much for joining me for this podcast, where we will learn to reduce stress, achieve our dreams, and make every day magical. Welcome and blessed be. Hello and welcome back wild intuitives um happy in bulk uh well lunar in bulk anyway um we'll get into that in just a second uh i don't know about you guys but this week has been crazy um just myself and most everybody i know just seem to really be going through it this week lots of um things coming up, uh, unhealed wounds, uh, repressed desires, all kinds of things that um, that uh, kind of winter and the shadowy realms of winter have really um, allowed to risen, uh, as well as, you know, the start of Aquarius season, which is you know, very much about claiming your, um, personal uniqueness and, um, and all of that kind of stuff. So happy Aquarius season, um, (laughs) and happy in bulk, um, for all you witches that celebrate the Sabbaths out there. I pulled a card, um, actually this morning and I've been carrying around, um, carrying it around with me all day long and it still feels like it holds true to the subject of the podcast today and um this card is again from the uh women's empowerment deck from the Renegade Mama um and it is an affirmation it's a beautiful card she she hand painted all of these cards and they're just so gorgeous um this card says everyone has a different path in life and that's okay I celebrate uniqueness in my life. So, I've got a candle lit here. I've got my tea steeping beside me. And I'm going to light some incense. I offer this smoke to the to the east, land of new beginnings. I thank you for your gifts. I offer this smoke to the south, to the land of creativity and passion. Thank you for your gifts. I offer this smoke to the west, to the land of challenge, growth, and intuition. Thank you for your gifts. I offer this smoke to the North, land of community and connection. Thank you for your gifts. I offer this smoke to the universe, to spirit guides, to guardian angels, to all helpful beings that surround us. Thank you for your gifts. I offer this smoke to the soul of the land that we are blessed to walk upon that nurtures us every day. Thank you for your gifts. And I offer this smoke to the spark of divine light and shadow and magic and power and beauty that dwells in each of us. Blessed be. (sighs) I love sighing. It feels like a reset sometimes. Hmm. Everyone has a different path in life and that's okay. <sighs> I celebrate uniqueness in my life. Yeah, sometimes we can get really hung up on what everybody else is doing. Um, and I think that's always been an issue, but, um, but especially in this age of social media and just really, really this vulnerable putting forth of our paths and our thoughts and feelings and creativity out there for public consumption. And not all of us does that, of course, but for those of us who are involved in social media and the internet, um, you know, it's kind of this uh, push and pull a little bit. It's this push and pull between what should we keep private and what should we have public? But it's also this push and pull between honoring our own unique journeys, our own authentic paths, um, and honoring others. There's a lot of issues of jealousy and envy that can come up and just plain shaming of, uh, of ourselves. Um, just really look, you know, when you look at what somebody on Instagram or Facebook or whatever is doing, and you just have that pang of, Oh, I wish I was doing that right now. Or, ah, that's what I should be doing. What am I doing with my life? If I'm not doing that, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's an insecure thing. It's an insecure thing. It really triggers that, um, that very human need for belonging and um, and for being part of a group. Uh, I mean, we have survived this long in this world, um, in large part because of our tendency to seek out community and to support each other. Um, and so, but, you know, in this day and age, we, we all are living in this very isolated way that... Um, and that, that is not really very natural for us. And there are benefits to, you know, living separately from other people. Of course. I mean, I am, I, I am the last person who will, uh, who you will expect to, 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 to wax, wax poetically about, um, about, uh, living in close quarters with other people. Um, I myself have a great need for, privacy and aloneness. Uh, and so there's definitely some benefits to living separately from other people, but kind of a downside of it is that if you're not also keyed into community, then, um, it can really, it can really trigger those feelings of, um, of, uh, am I good enough? Um, for the thing, for these things, or I should be doing that other thing, that whole fear of missing out thing. I'll, although joy of missing out is, um, becoming kind of a bigger thing. So that's kind of cool. oh that was weird. Just had a little bit of a glitch, but things. Okay. Um, and we're back. I'm having a little, little weirdness with, um, with, the with the platform, but, um, okay. So and beyond all that, though, really the whole point of this podcast today is, um, for the Sabbat of Imbolc. Now, um, I mean, the Sabbats is one of the first things that many people that are getting into witchcraft and Wicca in particular, um, which tends to, which Wicca tends to take up a lot of space in the, um uh, publishing world in terms of the topic of witchcraft. So Sabbaths are something that people generally, you know, come across. And so I'm not going to really hash out all of the details about what in bulk is and, um, and how to celebrate it and all of that kind of thing. Um, What I really want to focus on um, for this podcast is a little bit of a piggyback off of my um, blog post from yesterday. Um, I I put up a blog post called A Wild Intuitives Essential Guide to Bulk, which is, um, you know, I I wax poetic a little bit about what bulk is first, um, uh, and then I go into just kind of a little listicle um, of different things that somebody can do on in bulk, um, if they so chose to do anything for it. Um, and one of the things that I, uh, put down very briefly is, um, do a self-dedication ritual to your chosen path. Um, my first self-dedication ritual ever I did, um, on in bulk when I was 13 years old. Now I had been studying, uh, Wicca for several months before that. Um, but, uh, and I, I honestly don't even remember where I read about, uh, where I first read about in bulk, being a good time for self-dedication. This was 13 years ago. <laughs> I could have read it anywhere on the internet. Um, but it was the first, the, the first self-dedication ritual I ever did was on Imbolc. And I think it makes for a really great time for self-dedication rituals because of, uh, just because of its symbolism. I mean, we're not quite in spring yet. We're kind of right at the beginning of spring. Like, like if you're, you know, this is right at the time when, um, you know, you might start seeing the very earliest, um, spring flowers, late winter flowers starting to come up out of the soil. If you live in kind of a colder part of the Northern hemisphere. And, um, this is also, I mean, in bulk, uh, literally means in the belly and so it, it is very much by virtue of the meaning of its name that it's, it's very much a fertility kind of symbolism to it you know it's something hasn't been born yet but it's growing um uh and so I think that's what makes it just a really good time for self-dedication is because, um, you know, you you are starting on this path of growth. You are planting this seed in the darkness of the unknown, of this unknown that you have chosen to walk into. You have planted this seed um, that says, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, and I'm ready for whatever comes because I'm dedicated to this path. I am committed to this path. And, um, and so what is self-dedication? Self-dedication is, I think it's a little self-explanatory. It's, um, it's saying, this is my path. I am dedicating myself to my, my path. It is, it, it is a commitment. It's, it's verbally and symbolically, um, and internally uh, committing to, uh, a chosen path. Um, in my, uh, in my blog post, I, um, paraphrased a, a well, I made a reference to, um, To a passage in Elizabeth Gilbert's uh, book, Big Magic, um, where she shares, I I can't remember what chapter it was in. I actually listened to the audiobook version of it recently, and this chapter in particular really um, hit me strongly um, when I was listening to it. It, She shares a ceremony she did at a very young age um, where she dedicated herself to her path of writing um and in her simple ceremony she promised her chosen path that she would love it and honor it even in difficult times and that she would never burden it with taking care of her needs because she would be the one taking care of it and um and she really she really committed to that to that uh to that promise um it almost seems very you know i guess i I guess you could kind of see it as sort of a, almost like a spiritual taking of vows to um to the love of your life, which would be your chosen path your 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 spiritual path or your creative path and um and it's 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 very romantic thing it's romantic in almost an innocent sense of of I love this thing so much that I am going to promise it that I will always take care of it and I will always interact with it. And even, even when times are hard, I'm going to, it's going to be part of my life. It's very beautiful. It's a very, very beautiful thing to do. And if you've been feeling, if you've been feeling sort of stuck this winter, um, I know I tend to start feeling a little bit stagnant, um, around, you know, uh, the first half of January, And, um, and, uh, so if you've been feeling like that and you've been feeling like you've let your spiritual path and your creative path fall to the wayside a little bit, then this would be a really, really good time for you to create a ceremony and execute a ceremony, um, of self-dedication to your spiritual path, whatever, whatever that spiritual path may be. I mean, maybe you're a painter, um, maybe you're a painter, And you, um, have not painted for several months, um, or even years, and you are feeling the call to paint again. Maybe you, um, you take vows to your painting, your, your, your talent and your path of painting and say, you know, I'm, I am a painter and thus, because of that, I will, make the time for you. And I will, I will budget the energy for you no matter what else is happening in my life. Um, or maybe you're a writer like Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, she dedicated herself to writing on a on a regular basis from the time she was very young and um, and uh, it may have taken her a while to become successful with her writing but no matter what happened she kept her vows she stayed dedicated to her writing path and um, something she shared in Big Magic was that she she also honored her vow of not um, burdening her creativity, not burdening her writing with the responsibility of paying for her needs, taking care of her needs. Um, she continued to work her day job well into her, um, her, her success as a published author. Um, she did not quit her day job until it was basically guaranteed that, um, that she wouldn't, she didn't need it anymore. And that's really powerful. That level of dedication, um, to your path and, and, and considering it almost as, almost as like another being, um, that, that you have chosen to be in communion with, chosen to be in connection with, and, you know, that, that, um, that uh, whole saying of use it or you lose it could almost be applied here too because um, while we can always seduce creativity and spirituality back into our lives, if we don't take care of our path, if we don't commit ourselves to our path, um, you know, our path's going to get up and walk away from us for a little while, go do its own thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, we have to... If, if we want, especially if we want our lives to change in the ways that we want it to, um, we have to, we have to have some level of dedication and commitment to the path that we have chosen to change our lives. And, um, and I'm a big believer, I'm a big believer in ceremony. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) um, I'm a big believer in ceremony because it speaks to the part of ourselves that is speechless. Um, I think we have this part of ourselves that is, that doesn't respond to words. Um, or if it does respond to words, it doesn't respond to words as strongly as it responds to symbolic actions. Um, it's a I guess you could call it the subconscious. You could call it our soul. Um, You could call it tapping into the collective unconscious. Whatever words you want to put on it. Um, It's Once you start experiencing ceremony in your life, once you start integrating ceremony into your life, um, then it's really difficult to deny the effects that it has on mental health, on physical health, even, um, there's something really powerful about those symbolic acts, um, and the way that they alter our perception of ourselves and of our world. And, um, and this goes for negative ceremonies too, you know, because ceremonies, um, they are a conscious thing, but they're not always intentional. Um, like, like perhaps you have a ceremony, (laughs) a ceremony, so to speak of going out and drinking with your friends a couple of times a week. And it's really negatively impacting your mental and your physical health. Um, and in a way that part of yourself that responds more to ceremony than to, than to, uh, um, conscious thought, uh, you know, it's that part of yourself is taking the meaning from that ceremony to be, um, that you don't matter essentially. Um, and that's just my perspective of course, but, um, but it really, what we do routinely and consistently and ceremonially in our lives really has a powerful effect on how we feel about ourselves deep down. And uh, repetition, there's something to be said for repetition. Um, there's something to be said for repetition. Um, the more you repeat something, the more deeply ingrained it gets. Um, that's, that's a basic truth. Um, I guess you could also call it practice makes perfect. So that's why self-dedication is so important. It's not a one-time thing necessarily. It's more like a marker of the beginning of your path. Um, It's saying things change now. Um, It's saying I am committed to this now. And... uh, um, Sorry guys, I'm a little spacey today. I had I did say it's been quite a week. Um it uh I have s I I um am in two college courses, uh one of which I have an exam for on Monday, and then um I also have my daughter, of course, and she was sick this week, so I was dealing with that. And then of course there's, uh, just plain old work. So if I'm saying a lot of ums and uhs and, uh, seem to be spacing out some moments, that's, um, it's probably what it is. Um, it's just, uh, just a little bit of, uh, my mind getting, getting itself sorted, but I do have a little list here of things I want to, um, bring up for, for this. So, um, yeah, so uh, ritual ideas. So obviously um, it being in book, a really awesome uh, being to call in or to connect with or even just read about um, for this day for, you know, in terms of self-dedication um, is Breed um, or Bridget, or, you know, however you want to pronounce it. Um, she's the patron goddess of this holiday. She's a Celtic goddess, um, for anyone who hasn't really read a whole lot about her. Um, uh, Breed is, uh, the, one, one of the daughters of the Dagda and is uh, one of the Tuatha de Danann, the people of, um, the, basically the people of the land of Ireland. And, um, she had two sisters also called breed that were associated with healing and crafts and so they were treated as three aspects of a single deity um and that uh that little factoid is written by patty uh Wigington on learnreligions.com um that is linked in the blog post um and so she is very much you know uh, a goddess of cre- creativity, um, a goddess of healing. Um, she's a goddess of, uh, of, uh, poets too. She lends inspiration to poets. And so if you're a writer, she, and want to dedicate yourself to a writing practice, she is a really great goddess to connect with. Um, and, uh, and so that in combination with, um, the symbolism of in bulk as uh, the beginnings of spring, um, the the slowly waxing light, the, I think part of the reason why people are really going through right now is because we're starting to have this restlessness. We're starting to have kind of this cabin fever of, um, of, of knowing that change is on the horizon. um, But, but not wanting to wait for it. We we want to do something about it now, which I think is really great. Um and and it's something that we should utilize um by dedicating ourselves to our practice and um and so, you know, if you're wanting to commit to a witchcraft practice of, uh, you know, maybe today would be a really awesome day to dedicate yourself to your spiritual path, your witchcraft path or um or doing doing meditation every single day or making some, just making some sort of spiritual commitment. Um, it would also be a really good day for, uh, if, uh I already mentioned creative pursuits, dedication to creative pursuits, but I also think it's a really good day for dedication to, um, uh, other change in our lives as well, because if breed is also a goddess of healing, I think that can encompass so much, um, healing of our shadows, um, of our shadow selves, of those wounded parts of ourselves, that and rejected parts of ourselves, um, healing of uh, healing, literally healing of our bodies. It, it would be, it's a great time to de- dedicate to more of a healthy lifestyle, um, and, uh, healing of the planet. This would be a really great time to dedicate yourself to, um, maybe you've always been interested in the zero waste movement. Maybe this is the day that you dedicate yourself to going zero waste. Um, uh, uh, it, it's also, you know, might be a good day to dedicate yourself to the healing of the collective, um, you know, maybe from now on you dedicate yourself to political activism and environmental activism and, um, as well as investing in, uh, in your community, you know, maybe, maybe you dedicate yourself to volunteering at a local organization, um, helping those in need, um, you know, maybe you start being more politically active, you're, whatever it is, you know, anything that you're wanting to begin, this is a really great time for it. Especially since, you know, Aquarius, I've had, you know, I've had my ups and downs with Aquariuses in my life, um, <laughs> but, uh, but Aquarius in general is very much, I want to say, and I know some might disagree with me on this, but I I really want to say it's sort of almost a collectivist sign and not in the way that um, it is an overly compassionate sign like, like Cancer can be or Pisces or like any of those water signs. Um, it's more that uh, Aquarius is tend to see the big picture. Um, they're really more into the big big picture than the little details, and so um, and so just the fact that in bulk begins, especially lunar in bulk, which is today um on the new moon, uh, new moon in Aquarius. I I think it's it it all fits really well together. Um, because Aquariuses, they, they are, they're individualistic and collectivistic. It, there's really a connection between those two things for them where they see the big picture and, um, all the Aquariuses I've ever known have been really involved in community of some kind of another uh, or another. It's very, community is obviously very important to them, but at the same time, they're very individual. They're very dedicated to their unique path. They're very, they, um, even if they struggle with their own insecurities and whatnot, they do very much celebrate their authenticity. Um, I kind of want to say that it's it's almost impossible for Aquariuses to pretend to be somebody they're, that they're not. Um, and so this is just a really awesome time to harness that energy of um, both individualism and collectivism and really considering that intersection between our individual needs and desires and the needs and desires of the whole and figuring out a way to heal both um and you know as 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 Gandhi once said you know you've got to be the change you wish to see in the world and so this is this is a really good time to think about that maybe you're not capable of um of of you know, going out on the front lines of political and environmental activism. I I get that. You know, as a as a mother, as a working mother and a student, um, I get that a lot. There, it is very frustrating to me sometimes. You know, really wanting to get out there and be on the front lines of 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 the good work. You know, but there's only only so many hours in the day, and there's only so much energy I have too. Um, and uh, and I have, and I have priorities, um, above those things, like making sure that there's a roof over the head of my daughter and that kind of thing. And so, um, and so, uh, maybe, maybe you're sort of like me where you can't be out there on the front lines. That's okay. You know, there are other ways to participate in the, in the healing of the world. Um, one of them is the healing of yourself and another one of them is just, just, just doing what volunteer work you can and if you have a kid you know that's a little you know a little bit older like elementary school age um you know you'd be surprised how happy they are to participate in their community and in making their community a better place um so whatever kind of healing you're wanting to do for the world and for yourself this is a really great time This is a really great time to do that. And I think Breed. I think Breed is an awesome goddess for that. I think. You know. I mean she's so gentle. But at the same time. I can really see her as being very fiery. Um, You know. She's kind of termed as as a maiden. In terms of the maiden mother goddess. Archetype. Um, But I think the maiden can also be. Called a warrior. A maiden warrior. You know. She's individual and she's angry but in a righteous way and 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 she wants to heal the planet um and she's so frustrated by people who don't want to do anything about what's about the problems in front of them i mean i think breed is very much uh she's a proactive goddess she you know i can see her being very impatient with Anybody who wants to sit on their butt whining about their problems or the world's problems like she doesn't have any time or energy for that bullshit excuse my language um breed doesn't have any time for you know for laziness or procrastination or um or just being cowardly she 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 ain't got time for that um <laughs> so um. So if you're really needing that sort of proactive energy of, you know, time to get things done, time to get off my butt, time to get out of that winter lethargy, um, and make some changes, you know, this is the time, this is the time, whether you do a self-dedication ritual today, you know, tonight, last minute, a little bit, um, on lunar in or, uh, or on the second, you know, official traditional in bulk or, any time before the spring equinox I mean this is a great time to do it and I hundred percent encourage um, encourage it uh, and if you're wanting um, to wanting some advice about like what offerings to give breed um, anything artistic anything artistic um, is a good thing to give her a poem you wrote um, bread you made uh, anything like that um, is a great. Um uh, offering to her you can also give her herbs nuts and seeds freshly fallen snow um gratitude just prayers of gratitude and basically any sort of natural thing happening in your area this time of year you know maybe you go out and you pick a couple of little snowdrops or something um uh that's a great that's a great thing to do for sure um. Self dedication ritual ideas like, uh, rituals that you get and actually do. You can go super simple Elizabeth Gilbert style if you want to, and just light a candle on the floor of your bedroom and um, and say some vows to your creative path out loud. I mean, you can go super super simple like that because when it comes to self dedication, it's really you know it's less about the, the 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 pomp of the ritual and more about the feeling that it's invoking, because you can do this big, long, complex ritual with circle casting and element invocation and, and deity invocation. And, you know, with a, with a big old altar and, you know, an energy raising and, and etc etc etc. But if, but if you're not really invoking that feeling of dedication, that feeling of devotion to your path, um, then I I don't really care how much incense you light, you're probably it's probably not gonna work. You're probably not gonna feel dedicated. Not you're not gonna feel committed to your path. Um, of course, if you do do a big old complicated ceremony like that, um, and it does invoke that uh, feeling awesome. Great. Go for it. Like, yes, I, um, used to love doing those kinds of ceremonies. I still do when I have, um, when I have the time, um, it, they feel really, really good. Um, it's just that now in this time of my life, um, for me the simple you know it's like the more simple the better type of thing and so i'm actually looking through my book shadows right now i just to give you guys some ideas of self-dedications you can do um one of the self-dedication rites um that i have written down in my book of shadows it's a um fairly good idea is all it uh the, and this was i taken i think um originally from uh, a Scott Cunningham book. Um, and it's basically, first you take a ritual bath, um, uh, cleanse yourself really, really well, uh, wear clean clothes that you haven't worn yet that day. Then you go to some uh, you know place outside uh, that you feel really comfortable in, um, take off your shoes, breathe deeply, uh, meditate, really connect to all of the energies around you and then um what you want to do is and this right in particular was about dedicating yourself to wicca but i think it's really like awesome for an all-purpose one you just sit there and meditate on why you want to dedicate yourself to your path like really think about why you want to dedicate yourself to your creative pursuit to your spiritual pursuits um like whatever you're wanting to dedicate yourself to really take the time to think about why um and then meditate also on the path itself you know experience it as a very real energy and presence in your life that deserves your devotion But then vice versa too, like you deserve its devotion, really experience that beautiful give and take and, um, that cycle of love, um, and flow and abundance between you and your chosen path. Um, and then, you know, once you, once you're really feeling encompassed by that love, um, and by the presence of your path, um, express those feelings out loud. Uh, and then you can, if you want to, you can use some fragrant oil to draw symbols of your choosing on your skin um, while just saying out loud that you're dedicating yourself to your path. Um, you can speak some vows if you like, things that you promise your path you will do. Um, And also, you know, allow yourself to feel your path speak back to you, allow yourself to feel your path to um, tell you its promises to you. And uh, be sure to promise and to remember that um, these vows are a back and forth, um, a give and take that That so long as you are giving time and energy and love to your path, your path will give you time and energy and love as well. And when you're done, um, when you're done, you know, go, go celebrate in some way, you know, like (laughs) you and your path to, you know, take yourselves out and do something fun. Have a great time. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, yeah. So I hope that was really helpful. I hope that was helpful for figuring out how you want to dedicate yourself to your path. Another idea, and this is an idea that I've suggested to um, people before, uh, is that if you're feeling unclear on what your path is, or maybe you have sort of a vague idea, but you're not totally sure yet. Um, all you know is that, it all you know is that there's something out there calling you, that there's, you have some sort of calling and you're, you're looking, you you can hear it, but it's like, it's just out of hearing range. And um, if you're kind of feeling that way, I definitely highly recommend um, doing a, for lack of a better word, um, a medicine walk. Uh, and I, I, I keep trying to find a better, or better phrase for it. You know, maybe sacred journey might be a good, might be a good one. But it's a practice that I learned. Uh, This past summer on a retreat that I went on um, in the Mattel Valley in Washington. And uh, basically what you do is first. Well, first of all, what this is, it is basically you. Like carving out a block of your day, like uh, just definitely highly recommended that you don't plan anything else for that day for that 24-hour period. Um, And this is something you would preferably do like in the morning, maybe even at sunrise. But um, I've done it in the afternoon before and it was just fine. It's just to keep in mind that time is going to flow in a very strange way while you're doing this. Um, And so you just want to leave yourself lots of room just in case because you're basically making the conscious decision to step, into that space between the worlds where, um, spiritual connection and spiritual messages are more prevalent or more clear. Um, you are really stepping more into your subconscious than your conscious mind, um, and allowing, allowing messages that you may not have otherwise noticed to come through. And basically how you would do this is you would first, first of all, of course, you would pick where you're going to go. Hopefully where you go is going to be someplace that's a little bit, um, less frequented by other people. Um, and of course that just depends on your comfort level, how, how, uh, how, how frequented it is by other people. Um, but, uh, but preferably, you know, you're not constantly passing anybody on the trail Um, and so you pick a place, it is recommended that you fast starting the night before for this. Um, it just kind of, you know, it can kind of help the spiritual connection. Um, if your body and your mind isn't distracted by trying to, you know, digest something, but if you're not able to fast, that's totally fine. I have done this, um, on, you know, having eaten beforehand, um, and, and I've been able to do it just fine. Um, so it's basically just whatever you're capable of doing is completely okay. There's nothing that's more quote unquote spiritual than anything else. It's just whatever works for you. Um, and then, so then you would go there at your chosen time, you go to your chosen place at your chosen time. And the first thing you want to do is you want to create a threshold for yourself, a doorway. And this doorway could be a stick um, that you've put on the ground. It could be a, um, it could be a fallen log uh, or, you know, an opening between two rocks and, um, you want to choose something that has sort of a doorway-like quality to it, um, if not visually, at least energetically. And you want to stand at this threshold and, um, declare it a threshold. Uh, I tend to, when I do this, I say out loud, um, that this is a threshold, but some, some words like this, and that this is a threshold, um, when I step over this threshold, I will be between the worlds, um, and I go on this journey with the intention of blank, you know, fill, fill that in how you will, whatever your intention is for that walk. In this case of self-dedication, it would be, um, to gain clarity about my calling or the path, um, the path that is calling me, um, et cetera. Just what, whatever words feel right to you, you can insert there. And, um, and so then once you have, uh, set your intentions out loud for the, for the, um, for the walk, uh, you step over the threshold and you start to walk. Um, you want to walk very mindfully. Um, this is not a practice in being in your head. You really want to try and get out of your head, um, insofar as you're not being lost in thought, um, definitely listen to any intuitive nudges you may get during your walk. Um, one of the, the walks that I went on, um, this summer, I got this intuitive nudge to build a labyrinth of stones. And so I followed it and it ended up being a really, a really powerful experience. And, um, And uh, during your walk, you want to, yes, yeah, you want to be mindful and just really uh, seeing the world around you, you know, really notice the ground beneath your feet, notice the nature around you, notice the sky, um, and just uh, walk in a state of openness if you feel comfortable enough to, or you're not, um, you don't feel like you're going to run into anybody, then you could perhaps bring a rattle and do some rattling as you're walking. Um, that can kind of help a little bit. I can, I'll, I'll sometimes chant when I'm walking, um, just to keep myself in that state of sacred mindfulness and openness. Um, and, uh, this, basically just, you know, you, it's hard for me to describe because these walks are very different for every person that, um, does them. Uh, the things that you experience are going to be very different from the things that I experience or that your friends experience. Um, and so just really the key thing is just being very open and aware, just real and realizing that you are between the worlds in, In essence, by being between the worlds this way, you are choosing to temporarily be a spirit um, and then thus interact with the spirit world. So just pay attention to maybe any animals that come across your path, um, any plants or trees that are really calling to you, as well as any like strong intuitive urges and intuitive urges of, um, Can in this instance, I've really experienced as just very emotionless longings. Um, So, just these kind of these knowings, this like when I had that intuitive nudge to create a labyrinth, it wasn't like, I need to create a labyrinth right now. No, it was just, I need to create a labyrinth right now. Just very calm, very matter of fact, very frank. And uh, another key thing is that if you encounter any other people during your walk, just pretend they're not there, essentially. It's hard for me to describe it any other way. And you are between the worlds and thus you are a spirit and um, you do not need to interact with any people that you come across because you have um, a higher goal that you are working towards in during this walk. Um, and so you experience what you experience on your walk, follow your intuitive nudges, um, notice the animals that you come across the, um, any plants or trees that call to you as well as maybe any repeated, um, repeated images or symbols or patterns, uh, and when you feel that your walk is done um when you feel that your journey has for the day has come to an end you want to return to your threshold um it's okay if you don't take the same way back to your threshold but you do need to go back to the same threshold and at the threshold you want to um Well, I highly recommend giving kind of an offering to the land um, for the uh, messages that it has given you um, and really thanking it out loud for the experience. And then after that, um, you want to declare out loud that you are returning to the material world, that you are, that once you cross the threshold, you will no longer be a spirit. You will be who you were before the journey started. Um, and then you step over the threshold and, uh, and leave. And, um, I definitely highly recommend writing down your experience pretty much as soon as you can afterwards, because after a while the experience can take on some, uh, sort of dreamlike qualities. And so, um, just to get the most accurate recording of what happened, um, definitely highly recommend doing it um, as soon as possible afterwards, but not during, cause that can distract you from, from the messages that, um, the universe is trying to give you. And so I think these types of walks on uh, these sacred walks can really, um, they're really good for any time. I think anytime you need some sort of question answered or even a wordless plea or prayer or longing. Um, and, uh, and, uh they're really great, um, though, especially for sabbats and esbats, just because of the powerful energy surrounding those times. And so that's, uh, that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, again, you know, if you want a little bit more information about stuff you can do on in bulk, um, that doesn't have to do with self-dedication. You can hop on over to my blog, um, the wild and thank you guys so much for joining me here i appreciate you all so much and um and this has been a this has been a really nice break from my day actually (laughs) i hope you all have a wonderful week you know stay safe out there and most of all take care of yourselves blessed be